Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans of all ages, uh, welcome to Steve Swift's Rambling Reviews. And this week, I'm continuing with my watch-along of Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling from the WWE Network. And this one is from January the 11th, 1986. Now, as you know, they start with action in the ring and then have the credits. I was caught out by that last week, but uh, let's see what this period, or this date, January, from 1986, has to offer. Here we go. Well, there's Dusty in the ring with uh, the Anderson twins and, uh, and Rick. But Magnum TA with him. Looks like it might be. Who's that in the ring there? Yeah, that's Magnum, looks like. Here we go. Close up on Rick and we're into the funky music. Play that funky music, Mid-Atlantic. And those really fluorescent titles. Showing the Mid-Atlantic area in a map. <laughs> oh, funky. Funky, funky. Here's Bob Coddle. Championship Wrestling, and also right here at 1986, we want to thank all of you wrestling fans thank you. for making Jim Crockett Promotions the number one Is it? wrestling organization in the world. We're mighty proud of that. Is it? Who's told you that? that there are other organizations, aren't there? Well, they can say what they want, can't they, I suppose? Ah, the Rock and Roll Express. Very popular. The Road Warriors. Yeah, the Russians. Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah. Ah, Magnum TA, it was him. Um, the Russians were talking about uh, the Road Warriors last week. Them coming in, so I'm looking forward to that. Hawk and Animal. What a It's been tremendously accepted by the wrestling fans. Tremendously accepted. Not just accepted, tremendously. I accept that, and I accept that tremendously. Oh, some booze. Surely not for Magnum. It must be booze for somebody else. Certainly the uh, the crowd are booing. But it can't be for Magnum, because he's very popular. Oh. Yep. Now, anybody out there that thinks they're men enough to relieve me as the United States Heavyweight Champion, there's a lot of people out He's the U.S. Heavyweight Champion at the moment. Tully Blanchard is always a man that's got to be considered very... Blanchard. Tully. But there's a lot of other men out there. There's number one, Nikita Koloff, that thinks he's a man. Yeah, Koloff will go for that. I think the Russians are the most superior athletes on the face of this earth. Well, if you, my friend, are Crusher Khrushchev, Ivan Koloff... Ivan Khrushchev, Khrushchev. you people out there want to shut at this. Don't have to look too far because this will be on the line anytime I walk in that square circle. And as for you, Nature Boy, Ray look Blair, good. That's good, you know. Starting off the year with this, I'd like nothing better than to cream it all off, put the icing on the cake for the world's heavyweight championship. Oh, he's a good promo, wasn't he, Magnum and uh, Magnum TA? Here's Jimmy. 
He's got a uh, uh, he's got a white shirt, red tie, red strides, and a lime green jacket. But you see, it's always good to start the program with him, isn't it? Because he knows what he's doing. Here are his team: beautiful Bobby, Dennis Condry. Great pumping music. Who are they fighting? Looks like Pistol Pez, but who's the other guy? Bobby's keen to get going straight away. What an entrance they always make into the arena, fans. And what an impact they always make in the ring in any match they're in. The Midnight Express, introduced there by Jim Cornette. Yeah, Midnight Express, fabulous. Oh, nice hug for beautiful Bobby. And a kiss. <laughs> I like that. Aspirations and accusations. Yeah, baby. Yep. Oh, Pat Tanaka. Very good. Was Pat Tanaka part of um, the Orient Express? I think he was, wasn't he? But he was also part. Was he part of Bad Blood? Double D, bad blood, bad, in the AWA, I think he was. Oh, big drop kicks from Pistol Pez. Bobby sold him very well, he's holding his face. Fans are loving it. He's doing a little bit of a hip grind there, or a hip shake, he's Pistol Pez. Pistol Pez, finely muscled. More muscled than either Bobby or Dennis. Oh, Dennis is really selling that, uh, that, that arm drag. Screamed on it. Pistol pause, pistol pause, postal piz, postal piz has gone back to his uh, to his drop kicks there. He's coming with both guns smoking. See, he's pistol. You see, you see, Bob Coddle, pistol. Well, here comes Pat Tanaka with his big chops. Bootless, he's barefoot. Crowd are loving that, but uh, very quickly. They've double teamed him. Dennis pushes his head straight into a Bobby knee. It's the knee DT. <laughs> they are world champions. Ship quality. Yeah, they're not world champions, are they? <laughs> Nicely done by Bob. Actually, he saved it. Championship quality. But they are. Well, they were. Should I say? He's dazed and confused. Yeah, kind of brutalising him now. Headlock from Bobby into a roll-up from Dennis. And he's segueing straight into some kind of armbar. Bit odd. You can draw a comparison with the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express in the fact, Johnny, that the two of them think alike. They work very well together. They have their timing. They do. Midnight Express and Rock and Roll Express. Good matches together. They meshed very well. Meshed. It makes the Rock and Roll Express such an outstanding team. They have the quickness and speed that the Rock and Roll Express have. Nice slam from Bobby. Bobby's going up top. They're so excited. It barely happens at this time. Lovely leg drop. 
from Bobby. Beautifully done. He was way up there. They're so excited, aren't they? It's, it's great. It's great to hear. At this time, great to hear. Oh, that was a brain buster from Dennis on Pat, and that's your pin. Fair enough, actually. They could have gone for the pin on the leg drop, but the brain buster oh, that looked nasty. Dennis, um, Jimmy's very happy. Well, Dennis is happy as well, of course, and Bobby, I'm sure. That's a lovely brain buster. They're not, they're not calling him that that yet. Dusty's got an enormous fur coat. That's just massive. I've seldom seen a bigger one. Well, he's a big boy. He's a big boy, but that's huge. Well, Bobby, everybody know that this just a little old plumber's son from Austin, Texas, just trying to get by. Just trying to make it through. Just trying to get by, just trying to make it through. Wearing a fur coat. <laughs> it's not ideal. A plumber's son, just trying to get by. I'm wearing a massive fur coat. Belongs to me. Gonna be mine. You know Maggot TA, one half of Maggot's team. It sounded like he called Magnum TA, Maggot TA then. Not ideal. But the national heavyweight title belongs to me. Buddy Landell could not stand the heat. Could not stand the kitchen. Buddy Landell. Could not stand the power of Dusty Rhodes, the American. Couldn't stand the heat or the kitchen. Now that he's off, look at his wounds somewhere. It's all look at his wounds. Love it. It's all news, J.J. Dillon. So this belt is for anybody, anytime, any place, anywhere for the taking. Iron Anderson, me and you got a score to sell in 1986. The American dream going to get after you. Your brother, cousin, in-law, Ole Anderson, gonna be hurt seriously. And Ric Flair, never forget, I still walk with a lip. I still wear the brace on my boot. Oh. The American Dream in 86 is my time. The National Heavyweight title, Bob Cottle, is Dusty Rhodes. Now I want all the ladies out there that love New York City, love Las Vegas, I want a full shot of this fully coyote, $27,000. I want to take a look at the best dressed man twenty-seven thousand dollars he's uh, turning around to show the the large fur coat he's just a plumber's son trying to get by he's a, it was a great promo wasn't he great theme tune the Midnight Express apparently on the dark side of the track. I like that. Here's Tully Blanchard with the baby doll. Tully Blanchard. Tully. You know, Bob Cottle, Christmas was great for me, and I know it was great for baby doll. The new year comes on something new. Tully's wearing a, uh, a shirt and um, puce coloured. I think it's puce, or is it, is it lilac? Coloured jumper with a jacket over it. Talking about Buddy Landell being off licking his wounds, wanting flair because of the brace. Magnum TA talking about he's the baddest man that ever walked with the U.S. Heavyweight Champion. He wants flair. Everybody wants something. But you know, nobody likes to talk about Tully Blanchard. Well, that's fine. I made, I made the World Television Champion what it is today. I gave the United States Heavyweight Championship a new height that it's never reached before. And when I'm right, and when I'm cruising down the aisle with Baby Doll. And by the way, Baby Doll, 
Where were you last week? Oh. oh, you know where I was. You gave me the ticket to Acapulco. Dylan handed it to me. If I knew where you was, I wouldn't come out here on national television and ask you where you were. You gave me the vacation for my Christmas present. You did, I promise. Dylan was away. He's not sure. Tully's not sure. Dylan doesn't have anything to do with giving you tickets for me. Oh, here comes JJ. He's been named. He's coming in. In the middle on this thing. This is not the place to air your laundry out there. We could discuss it. This is important interview time, Tully. I think what you have on your mind is more important than this. We'll, we'll oh, he's trying to head that off at the pass. After. Fair enough. Place is behind and you stay there. Dusty Blimey, that's not very good, is it? Your place is behind and you stay there. Come on. I know it's 1986 and all that, so different, a different kind of feeling. But blimey. She's not very happy about it. But then she is called Baby Doll. That's not ideal either, is it? No. Tully Blanchard, Baby Doll, fans, let's go to the ring. Who's this now then? It's Magnum. Who's he fighting? Who's he fighting? Big backdrop. We don't even know he's fighting yet. This could be short work, fans. Drop kick. Drop kick, drop kick. Belly to belly. Done. I told you, didn't I? Told you it'd be quick. And uh, it, it just doesn't get paid by the hour. I think he, said, I think he called him Tommy Lane. Straight in, straight out. He's not even, not even celebrating with the fans. The replay's about as long as the match. But it be dibby dip. Well, fans, that's another in the long list of quick, exciting wins for Magnum TA. It was exciting. It was quick, but I don't think it was exciting. Imagine winning a bat winning a match with the belly to belly these days. We're about ready now for more action. Let's go back to the ring. Ronnie Garvin is the rugged one. Nick will see the Garvin stomp. I expect so. And, uh, you know, talking, listening to, to shoot interviews and all that kind of thing, Ronnie was a tough guy in, in reality. This is Stone, I forgot that. Oh, big chop. Is he called the Golden Terror? Was he called that? Big punch. That's another quick win. Blimey. Oh, my word. They're not hanging around tonight, are they? Yeah, let's see it again. That lasted even, even, it was an even shorter match than, that was a big punch though, even shorter match than the Magnum TA one. Short matches. Here's superstar Billy Graham, sadly recently passed, flexing for us. 
superstar Billy Graham. Oh, yeah. superstar. superstar Billy Graham right here live. And in that voice is superstar. great. He sounds like Dusty. Or Dusty sounds like him, maybe. Superstar Ben. Behind the iron curtain, in front of the iron curtain, to the bamboo curtain, all around the world, superstar Billy Graham. He's talking about curtains. He's got the pythons going on. That will be mentioned, of course, by somebody else, won't it, at a certain point? Come close and look at the arm. Don't cover my arm up now. I want the world to see. Don't cover my arm up. 24 inch, they're big. Made out of solid steel. I got the arm the ladies want to feel. They want to grab a tricep. They want to grab a bicep. They want to grab a bicep. Not a grabber. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm bad in the bowl. Superstar Billy Graham. Bob Coddle didn't know what to say. He stopped then to kind of give Bob the opportunity to say something. Didn't say it. Superstar Billy Graham fan. And he's excited about 1986 and so are we. He's he is. Ring. We're ready for more action right now. And it's big cowboy Ron Bass. There's the cowboy. Oh, yeah. Don't know who he's fighting here. They're not mentioned him. They've not mentioned him. Doesn't really matter. Is he called? Who's the one called Lane? They all called Lane. Yeah, quite right. They are. Bass is just uh, brutalising him. So I have not been commenting on it, but there's not much to comment about. Punching him, smacking his head into the turnbuckle, all of that. Exciting. Excitement. Electrifying. Electrifying excitement. He does continue. Oh, it's Tony Zane, he's called. He, he continues to work on him, but not in any exciting way, really. He's got a headlock on him now. Uh, Go on. Yeah, I'm concerned about it. I've been told to be. But he's played it, you know. I mean, she didn't look very happy. They are deceptive. They're all here. They're also of the NWA. They are, and it was a it was a big promotion at this time. Well, you know, a big umbrella promotion, and uh, and Mid Atlantic was popular. Popular. Here he goes. Oh, he's got the claw. He's got the claw. Tony Zane's not happy about that. He's got the black glove, of course. 
with the claw. Doesn't seem to be applying it too strongly. The ref's right there. Is he going to give up? The ref's right there. Arm raises once, arm raises twice. Oh, doesn't even do the third one. Not bothered. I just leave it at that. Just two arm drop. Just two arm drops will do. Two arm drops will do. Well, he's won another one, but in a boring manner. Ron Bass, the champion of the bull rope. If only there was a bull rope championship. Pez. Sam Houston, leaping Sam Houston. Leaping Lanny Poffo, leaping Sam Houston. They both leap, but they're very different. Sam got an awful lot of good work in the independence and then in the WWF he never really made it but he tried if I remember rightly oh he's got a, he's got a, a snake head just on the brim of his hat and win the champion championship I think he means Coming up, you, Dusty Rhodes, he's hot on the trail of uh, Ric Flair for the World Heavyweight title. And you've got uh, Magnum T.A. and Telly Blanchard. You know, there's no love lost there. Well, but, he's uh, he's rounding up what's going to happen in the year. ...to do what I've got to do, and I'm going to take that Mid-Atlantic title. All right, and good luck to you, Sam. Talking about 1986, Pez. I know you must it's have some plans, too, for the well, upcoming year. I'll tell you year. what, Bob, I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to 86. You know what? We come alive. I said, we come alive in 85. We came alive in 85, but we're sure not going to do the trick in 86. Well, the first one was okay. I'm not sure the second one was all that good, to be honest. Ah, new tricks. Not no tricks, new tricks. Right. Dusty. He's a good promo. Very good promo, that gentleman. Nice one, Pez. And here's JJ now with a laceration on his forehead telling us exactly what's going down. JJ was always measured in his promos and that really worked. An old nemesis of mine, we're talking about the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes came along in Albuquerque, New Mexico, not only defeated Mr. Landell to become the new national heavyweight champion, but Ooh. in so doing also injured the man. Yes. And I was just talking a little early with Tully Blanchard, and I've got some big surprises coming up for this year, but some things are going to change, and one of the things that's going to change Go on. I am going to make Dusty Rhodes a marked man in 1980. Ah, there'll be a bouncer on his head, maybe. I have to tear him down from his foundation, I'm not talking about... Sam Houston, I'm not talking about some of these youngsters. I'm talking about the people that are close to him and the closest man to him, the silent man, 
Go on. Jimmy Valiant. Jimmy Valiant, 1986. You're going to be the first man to go down. Jimmy Valiant. Mr. James A. Dillon. Going to take him out first. Not to the not to the the pub or a bar or to the zoo even. Going to take him out. What's this? Who are these then? Oh, it's the rock and rolls. See, I'm used to ram a lama 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 rock and roll is king. I'm used to that. Fans love them. They are the tag team champions. Campiones. Loving it. Still working now, of course, more or less. Or haven't they had their retirement tour? But you know, considering the wrestling life they've lived for all those years. I mean, I have to say that Robert's not as fluid in the ring. Uh, Ricky's not as fluid in the ring as... Uh... No, Ricky is. Ricky's more fluid in the ring than Robert. Get me rock and rolls mixed up. And he can still... I mean, I've seen him do a destroyer recently. They do love the Rock and Roll Express. Who are they fighting? Two jobbers! Not as good... At the moment, so far... It's not as good programmed this year, uh, this week, as it was last week. There's quite a lot of um, <coughs> squash matches going on. All his opponents angry there. Oh, George South? Oh, it's George. Oh, my word, it's George South. He's still working, George, swimming in AWA recently. It wasn't a good match, but, you know, he's a seasoned individual now. George South. He's been a, a great indie wrestler for many, many years, particularly in the South with George South. And a uh, great exponent of wrestling. Nice one. Nice to see him early on. Very good. Robert's having his way with him, though. He's not letting the, uh, not letting the headlock go. They're working that headlock, so I don't mind as much. Quick tag to his brother. Double team in. Got a five to get out of there, Ref. Cornet's out. Cornet's out, causing trouble. Second rope from Ricky. Fist buried in the face of George. But Cornet's still out there, causing a little bit of trouble. What he is, he loves it. Ricky Morton. I don't. Well, I do. That's why he's out there. Could he be out there? To, could he be out there to cause a distraction? Yes, I believe so. Nice leading question. Ooh. Driven straight into the, or a. a, a it was Ricky who got out of there, and uh, the opponent, who I can't, I, I didn't hear what he's called, ran straight into the corner there. Here comes Robert working the leg. No, he's not enjoying it. Great. Jim Cornette, fabulous. James E, fabulous. Ricky's fighting out of a double team. 
Double drop kick to George South. That could be it. I think that was their finisher. There you go. 1986. Double drop kick can be your finisher. Here come the Midnight Express. Fans are going crazy for this. They're loving it. Well, Gibson's thrown over the top to the concrete. Three on one. Yeah, three on one. They drape him on the ropes and he's smacking him with his badminton racket. Is James E. Fabulous. It's good work. Robert's back in to stop too much trouble. And that is a successful wrestling intervention. Wrestling and grappling fans. Really nicely done. Fans are loving it. Fans are getting angry. I love it. Here comes Rick. It's Rick. I love Rick Flair's promos. And never better than after he won the title at the Royal Rumble at the WWF in 92. That wild-eyed promo is fabulous. Now you look at Rick Flair. And you wonder, Bob, how do you measure the success of a man? Do you measure by the clothes he wears? That would make me number one. Do you measure <laughs> by a big house, big cars? Do you measure it by the number of women, the number of conquests? Huh? If you measure it by all those, Blimey. then Rick Flair is number one. Aside from the fact that Bob Cottle... The thing is, you say he was boasting, but he can actually, he can actually like in, in, his, um, in his actual life... Apparently, he backed it up. You have. You have. You have. Don't about that. But they're qualified athletes. They are qualified athletes. Great friends. phrase. You don't talk about Magnum out here telling the whole world what a bad apple he is. If you think you're a bad apple, Magnum, jump on, buddy. Because <laughs> the back door's always open. Dusty Rhodes, 86. The back door's always open. For you because the Andersons and I are going don't to see quite, I don't think he quite understood what that meant, really. Does it mean... Does it mean you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't keep my head on a swivel. Does it mean that anybody can jump me from behind and take this belt because I'm not really looking out for anybody? Pretty sure. Here comes the boogie woogie man. We've got a lot of promos this week. A lot. He's doing that back to the camera thing again. There's no animal or no thing that I love more. That I would give my own main old lady to. You know who I'm talking about, baby. Saw a recent uh, advert with um, with um, the Boogie Woogie Man and uh, and his uh, his partner, his wife, makes ring gear. She's called Angel. Angel's ring gear. Oh yes. 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 There's the warmth 
a warm feeling. Very nice. Very nice. JJ Dillon, I heard you out here. You did? You we all did. The American dream through me. Well, JJ Dillon, come on down. Oh, I'm here. Come on in, the water's fine. I think it's not come on down. Let's get down. Dusty Rhodes, I love you to death. You know that for sure. Boogeyman, Jimmy Vaya to the ring now. Talking about a while when he's nice there. Johnny, there's the barbarian. Oh, it's the barbarian. Great stuff with number one Paul Jones. Just taking the uh, taking the neck um, band off him there. What an unbelievable man and strength that this Who's he fighting? He's taking the studded wristband off him. Paul Jones has this type of man. He's a tower of strength, no doubt. And I tell he you, is. Jones just took that studded he was. collar from around that neck and now taking those uh, studded collars from around the wrist. It's a collar, that's the word. studs on those things are just razor sharp. The barbarian... Not sure they are. <laughs> I don't think they are razor sharp, Bob. But I understand what you, why you're saying that. Stink him up. Here he is, the barbarian. Up against Rocky King and Rocky... Against Rocky King. Rocky's using his speed... To disengage to the barbarian. Collar elbow tie up. Barbarian just throws him down. You see, you can't match strength with him. Now do something else, Rocky. You're going to have to do something else, son. He is. He's a finely muscled dude, but more of an athletic sort of build than with, with Rocky. Trying to lift him. Tries to lift him. Couldn't even shift him. Ah, there's a there's a press slam. Well, it's a press and a slam from the Barbarian. Held him up there for ages. Impressive, actually. Did like the powers of pain. When uh, Fuji, the Stooge, Mr. Fuji, defected to them from demolition. Thus, giving demolition a face turn. Face turn. Well, you do, don't you, when you lose, when one of your men loses his belt? It's what you do. Certainly did. Oh, that was a big power slam. That really was. He really kept. He really held on to him there. That was good from the barbarian. Very nicely done. And there's the flying and diving headbutt off the top. That will be the end. Now I didn't mind that. There was good action in there. Rocky didn't get much in because you know that it's the barbarian's time. It's the barbarian's time. But fabulous stuff from the barbarian. He looked brutal, he looked unbeatable. Oh, 
We are watching a diving head, but it looks good. It looks good. The barbarian really struck it. Oh, we got Pistol Pass Watley, Sam Houston again. They're just they're just in different positions now. Sam's on the right, Pistol's on the left. We've already seen them. Oh yeah. Now some Royal wants a happy New Year to everybody. He was. He was talking about that earlier on because we saw them earlier in the program, didn't we? Blimey. Oh, they're doing a kind of ah, they're doing a kind of um, hand jive thing, you know, where you clap and then bump, bump butts, and they couldn't quite get it together. And here's Pez doing his thing again. He's a good promo though. And what I do is I mention Magnum TA because the crowd would like that. Cheap eat, but it's a good promo. Shaky in Denmark, if you understand what I'm saying, ain't that right, Sam? Right, that's right, a hundred percent. We we just seen a while ago and them having their first little lovers quarrel here on uh, television here, and uh, I, I thought it was kind of funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what, things are gonna be so controversial. In See, Sam's not great on the mic at the moment, is he? I don't, I can't remember if he improved or not, but. Not ideal here. Talking jive and doing it live. I like it. Well, I've never seen Pistol Pez do a promo before, and I am pretty impressed. Here are the Andersons. Promo after promo here. In the National Tag Team Champions. I think you got to make more of an impact, Oli. I watched that guy out here in that possum coat telling everybody what he's going to do to the... Possum, it might not have been a possum, could have been just a rat coat, I'm not sure. But I'll tell you this. A possum or a rat coat for Dusty Rhodes. $27,000. Not to the Andersons anyway. Everybody else you might chase all over. Oh, it looks you good. You even win a couple of now and then. Oh, it looks even better. And I'm talking about Andersons and I'm talking about Flair. You come up just a little bit short. As far as Tully, the rest of us... We're going to make 1986 the greatest year wrestling has ever seen. And the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Was that what they were called? I think they were, you know. Got some booze now. Good promo there. Team wrestling has ever seen. And you got to tell you, Bob Cole, yeah, you're going to yeah, show. Man. I want to talk about That's one right. of the finest right. moments in the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Here we go. They're looking back at tape with uh, Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and on with a. With a chair, smacking. Who's that? Who did? Who's, whose head did he get there? Dusty in the ring is putting on the figure four. Oh yeah, figure four. Ooh. Ah, but Arn's smacking his head while the ref is otherwise engaged. And there's the bell. I'm not sure who won. I think he held Ollie's hand up. 
Let me tell you something, Bob Cottle. The Andersons are strictly Anglo-Saxon, and any half-breed to get smacked in the head with a chair, we don't care. Strictly Anglo-Saxon? What do you mean? We enjoy it. The bottom line is, we hurt people. We're financially set in life. Now we just... <laughs> We're financially set in life. We just want to hurt people. He's always talking about hurting somebody. So far, he's the only one I know that comes up with a bad leg or a partner that's got a gimpy arm or a friend who's got a busted rib. I tell you, Rhodes, you talk a lot. We haven't seen you do much. You come our way. We're going to finish you up. 1986, that's going to be the end for sure of Rhodes and all the rest of your bunch. Nice one. Nice promo. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew. There you go. In the ring of the Russians. That will be Ivan, Nikita, Krush, Khrushchev. We've got a rather large trophy there. One of those that stands about 16 feet tall. The opponent. Jim Jeffers, Ricky Rees and Stoney, Stoney Burke. Think. It's another squash match. There's been a lot of squash matches on this. But, you know, in a way, I don't mind because they've got all these great stars. So, you know, you, another promo. Well, it's Ollie and Arn Anderson. Another promo. It's Dusty Rhodes. Another one. Oh, that, that's Ric Flair. You've got the big hitters, haven't you? Magnum TA and Sam Houston and Pistol Paswatley as well. I thought the Road Warriors were supposed to be in action here today. It's going to be big Nikita Kolov now who will start it. Yeah, Nikita looks massive. Against Jim Jeffers. Jim Jeffers. And why is such a big, strong, powerful man, Johnny? Yes, sir. What a powerhouse he is. He is a powerhouse. I'm in the Russian pair. Russia Khrushchev now will come in after that tag as they double team. Double teaming him. Big backbreaker from uh, Crusher. They are the um, the six-man tag champions, aren't they? In Mid-Atlantic, I think, the Russians. That's having no effect at all. Uh, Ricky has got some um, punches on Crusher. Didn't sell him at all. I mean, he is muscly. His opponent. Ricky. All three of the Russians are so strong. Nikita's in control here. Looks good. And they have conditioning, Bob. They're all great. They do have conditioning, you're absolutely right. If there's one thing they have, it's conditioning. Mind you, they had an awful lot going for them with Ivan in control. Oh, he missed a missed an arm drop there though. Ricky Reeves has got a he's got a um He's got a uh, an arm bar on him. Off the top with a double axe handle. There you go. But Ivan's straight back at it. Shoulder block. Quick tags. Yeah, just picked him up, dropped him over the top rope. Choking him over that, and now he's choking him with his foot as well. Just for good measure, Bob Coddle. Big Nikita. Slam and leg drop. Very nicely executed. Ivan's smiling here. 
Got on the second rope. The Blacks handle to the back. Johnny, regardless of what you think about the Russians and fans, I think everybody will have to admit they look extremely sharp in this match. They do. They do look extremely sharp. Quick tags in and out. Ooh, massive clothesline from Nikita almost took his head off. Not literally, of course, but there you go. That'll be the pin. And will that be the last match? We haven't got long left, you know. Still waiting for the Road Warriors. Maybe they're going to make an appearance in a minute. Maybe they're going to do a run-in. Ooh, what a run! They've got afters here. So they can all get in the ring and all have their arms raised. Here's Jimmy, James E. Excuse me for being sweaty. I had a little business to attend to earlier. And I saw you run out of there. I want to. I want to apologize. I really want to apologize to all the people watching television. The Midnight Express and I did not mean to hurt Ricky Morton's arm. <laughs> we did not mean to hurt Ricky He's Morton's right. shoulder. We meant to break his arm, and we meant Ooh. to break his shoulder. Oh, Jim. Being the Pro Wrestling Illustrated manager of the year 1985, such as I am, I like to was consider he? all the possibilities. Great. Now there was a possibility. That the Rock and Roll Express pretty soon we're going to get enough guts to give us the World Tag Team Championship match that we've been challenging them for for about six months Oops. now. There was a possibility that they were getting sick and tired of walking down the street and all the people telling them, why are you scared of the Midnight Express? What's the <laughs> you don't want to Midnight Express because of the things I've been saying. So there was a possibility that they were going to give us that match. But then again, there was a possibility that they weren't. So I figured, well, maybe there's a possibility if we cracked one of those little crybaby sissies over the head. Oh, my word. Crybaby sissies. Part of their anatomy, that that might make them mad great heel. Give us a title match. Jimmy, great work. Structural wrestling all his life. To be seen whether Ricky Martin is going to have a sling, a cast, or maybe an amputation right about here. And there was a possibility. An amputation. I don't think so. Continue to hold the belts. Then they put him up in a tournament someplace, just like the world TV title is coming up in a big tournament January the 4th. And <laughs> then we would win that title because you know as well as I do. It's January the 11th, isn't it? Why did he mention a tournament on January the 4th? Was it the tournament that took place? Maybe it was. And that is the strongest possibility of them all, Bob Cottle. When you see the Midnight Express, you see the best in rock and roll. Just send me the hospital bill. I'll be more than happy to pay it for you. Jim Cornette, the manager. Nice promo. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Well, that's just going to about wrap it up. That's it. Well, that was a good 45 minutes. Squash matches. But I didn't mind. Because, you know, as I, as I say, the stars are all there. And I'm enjoying this Mid-Atlantic. It's going to some weeks be... Just showing you what they can do. Quick matches. Sometimes we're going to get some feuds. And it, it looks like, even when it's not massively hot, and it doesn't seem to be massively hot at this time, it's still rather good because you've got those big stars. How great to see the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Can't wait for next week. Unless I decide to do prime time. Who knows? I'm keeping you guessing. Ta-ta.